Chapter 15 of The Myths and Fables of Today, Samuel Adams Drake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The Myths and Fables of Today by Samuel Adams Drake. Fortune Telling astrology and palmistry i asked her of the way which she informed me then craved my charity and bade me hasten to save a sister otway one noticeable thing about certain forms of superstition is their general acceptance by the public at large like certain moral evils which it is felt to be an almost hopeless task to do away with other good easy souls choose to ignore the presence of fortune-tellers astrologers palmists among their daily haunts as a matter of fact however fortune-telling astrology and palmistry have become so fully incorporated with the everyday life of all large communities as to excite very little comment from the common run of us it certainly would astonish some people if they knew to what an extent these methods of hoodwinking the credulous or weak-minded continue to flourish in our large cities without the least attempt at concealment or disguise one need only look about him to see the signs of these shrewd shuttlands everywhere staring him in the face or run his eye over the columns of the daily papers to be convinced how far superstition still lives and thrives in the chosen strongholds of modern thought and modern scepticism at fairs and social gatherings fortune-telling and palmistry have come to be recognized features either as a means of raising funds for some highly deserving object of course or for the sake of the amusement they afford at the expense of those well-meaning souls who do not know how to say no to be sure it has come to be thoroughly understood that no benevolent object whatsoever has a chance of succeeding nowadays without some sort of nickel-in-the-slot attachment by which the delusion of getting something for your money is so clumsily kept up at fairs for instance it is not necessary that the oracle of fortune should speak time is saved and modern progress illustrated and enforced by having printed cards ready at hand to be impartially distributed to all applicants on the principle of first come first served as the victim receives his card he laughs nervously fidgets around a few minutes goes aside into some quiet corner and furtively reads fortune will be more favorable to you in the future than it has been unwittingly perhaps yet none the less has he paid his tribute to superstition thus thriftily turned to account the penny in the slot machines so often seen in public places tell fortunes with mechanical precision and in the main impartially evident care being taken not to render the oracle unpopular by giving out disagreeable or alarming predictions true they are just a trifle ambiguous but does not that feature exactly correspond with the traditional idea of the ancient oracle which was nothing if not ambiguous here is a sample you will not become very rich but be assured you will never want for anything fortune-telling also is openly carried on at all popular summer resorts with considerable profit to the dealer in prophecies who is generally an indian woman she is much consulted by young women just for the fun of the thing 
roving bands of gypsies continue to do a more or less thriving business in the country towns character is unfolded or the future foretold by the color of the eyes the length of breadth of the fingernails or of the eyebrows telling fortunes by means of tea grounds is often practiced at social gatherings for still by some invisible tether scandal and tea are linked together it is done in this way when drinking off the tea the grounds are made to adhere to the sides of the teacup by swiftly twirling it round and round the cup is then introverted turned thrice and no more after which the spell is completed and the mistress of the rebels proceeds to tell the fortunes of those present with neatness and dispatch time has worked certain marked changes in the method of practising this equivocal trade the modern fortune-teller no longer inhabits a gruesome cavern reached by a winding path among overhanging rocks and choked with dank weeds or goes about muttering to herself in an unknown tongue or is clothed in rags far from it she either occupies luxurious apartments in the best business section or in a genteel uptown hotel or dwells in a fashionable quarter of the town and dresses a la mode nor are her clients by any means exclusively drawn from among the lowly and ignorant as might be supposed but more often come from the middle class of society and though consultations are had in a private manner those who ply this trade do so without fear or disguise of the thousand and one matters submitted to the dictum of fortune-tellers those relating to love affairs or money matters are by much the most numerous on this head just a few selections taken at hazard from the advertising columns of a morning newspaper perhaps will afford the best idea of the nature of the question most commonly addressed to those disposers and dispensers of fate one reads mrs blank consult her on all business domestic or love affairs unites separated parties a shrewd offer that the next who styles himself doctor is an astrologer he invites you to send him your sex with date and hour of birth or a full description all matters he naively declares are alike to him for the trifling matter of one dollar he promises a full reading presumably of your horoscope the next a trance and business medium professes to be able to tell the name of future husband or wife and all affairs of life still another after setting forth her own abilities in glowing colors warns a trusting public after the manner of all quacks to beware of imitators as an indication to what extent these forms of superstition flourish it would be vastly interesting to know just how many persons there are in the united states for instance who get their living by such means enough perhaps has been said to open the eyes of even the most sceptical on this point we may add that the modern applicant for foreknowledge is not satisfied with the obscure generalizations of the ancient oracles he or she demands a full and explicit answer and will be satisfied with nothing less moll pitcher of lynn who practised her art in the early part of the century was the most famous as she was by far the most successful fortune-teller of her day in fact her reputation was world-wide it having been carried to every port and clime by the masters and sailors who never failed to consult her about the luck of the voyage her supposed knowledge of the future was also much drawn upon by the highly respectable owners themselves who however possibly through deference to some secret qualms 
generally made their visits at night sometimes in disguise footnote for more about her see new england legends and folklore End of footnote. indeed stories little short of marvellous are told of this cunning woman's skill at divination or luck at guessing according as one may choose to look at the matter besides being the subject of the poet whittier's least known verses a long-forgotten play was written with Maul Pitcher as its heroine, after the manner of Meg Merrilies in Sir Walter Scott's Guy Mannering. From the earliest to the latest times, the astrologers have always claimed for their methods of divination the consideration due to established principles of incontrovertible facts. The court astrologer was once quite as much consulted as the court physician though fallen from this high estate and even placed under the ban of the law as a vagabond and a charlatan the astrologer still continues to ply his trade among us with more or less success and unless we greatly err the craft even has an organ called not too appropriately the sphinx as the sphinx has never been known to speak even in riddles palmistry is the name now given to the fortune-telling by means of the hand alone formerly there was no such distinction after looking her client over the fortune-teller of other days always based her predictions upon a careful scrutiny of the hand some careless hit or miss reference to the past at first such as you have seen trouble usually preceded the unravelling of the future the disciples of palmistry now claim for it something like what was earlier claimed for phrenology and physiognomy everyone knows that palmistry openly thrives in all large communities as a means of livelihood how many practice it in private no one can pretend to say but the number is certainly very large it is a further fact that some surprising guesses at character now and then occur but we must hold to the opinion that they are still only guesses nothing more end of chapter fifteen end of the myths and fables of today samuel adams drake by Samuel Adams Drake